This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Randy Han and Celebration Church in Fresno, California. For more information, please visit celebrationchurch.cc. Side of what we're going to talk about today is we continue in our series, Confidence, How to Be Stable uh, When Things Are Not. You know, for me, I, I can look back on my life and there's been kind of moments that are kind of monumental for me. I think we all have moments like this. Sometimes they're positive, sometimes they're negative, but it's when we look back on our life, we look, we look at it, we can kind of mark it. We, we remember like everything changed at this place in my life. I remember the first time that I ever like personally owned my faith in God. I remember it really, really distinctly, like the, the time, the first time that I ever considered, that I ever, that I truly believed within my heart that there had to be more than life than just existing. I had been raised in, in church. I had a great family. I was taught, uh, you know, biblical principles. I was talk, taught, taught about God, how God is a good God, how God is a loving God. I was taught lots of different things. I, in, in fact, I even had, uh, you know, what I would consider at that time, for me, at, the, at this point, they were kind of just religious acts of duty. I would read my Bible. I would pray. I, I was in church all of the time. But I remember, I remember being one time at, at a youth event. We were in a, a big kind of giant arena. And uh, I, I was kind of, I was down in the front by, by this stage. And there was, there, I'm telling you, there's probably thousands of teenagers standing out in front of the stage. And, and I remember just having this moment. The band was playing. I mean, the mood was like set perfectly Lights, lights, lights were on. There's special lighting. A smoke machine was pumping out smoke. And, and I remember in this moment, in the midst of all of these thousands of young people looking up into the sky, and it was like God just did something in my heart. For many of you, maybe you've experienced that, or maybe you'll experience that today. It was a, it was a God experience. It was where I just looked up into the sky, and it's like somehow I know that I'm not, we're not just here. Like there's something more to life than this. And not just that, that I believed that there's something that created me. I, I believed in that moment. I owned it within my heart that there was, there was a God and that he was real and that, that if he was real, I wanted, to, I wanted to connect with him. It was this moment where for me, my, my faith came alive, where like no longer was it just principles or, 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 or you know, something that I read in, in a book that my parents told me that I should read, but it was something that came alive in me. I started now reading scripture and praying, not from this place of, of, of having to, to do it so that I, you know, so I didn't sin or so that God would be happy with me, but I did it from a place of devotion. What is devotion? De- devotion is simply love, loyalty, enthusiasm for, for a person or cause. And out of this place of love, loyalty, and enthusiasm, I began to read the Bible. I wanted to know God. I wanted to be close to God. If God was real, I wanted to connect with him. I would talk with him. I, I would pray. And as time went on, it, it just seemed like I wanted more and more. The problem was, at this stage in my life, I didn't really know what the, the more I, I was looking for, what, what it was. I didn't know what step I was supposed to take. So I just kind of keyed off those that, that were around me. And something that I heard a lot of people, t- a lot of people talk about was, was, was how God would speak to them. And I'd hear these, these grand stories about how, you know, God spoke to me last night and he told me that he's going to, you know, bless me with the car. God spoke to me and he told me that he's going to do this or he's going to do that. I was riding in the car and I'm not going to say that I heard an audible voice, but it was as if I heard an audible voice. And God told me that my grandmother, who's never, you know, gone to church in the next three months, that she's going to, you know, place her faith in God. And I heard all of these really extreme ways that God was talking to people. And if I'm honest with you, it created, fr- created a frustration in me because I, I, I wasn't hearing this voice of God that people so like proclaimed. And I was like, man, if, if God's real and God's speaking to them like that, why, how come I'm not hearing God's voice? You ever been there? 
And so for me, I, I just kind of assume, well, it must be that, you know, they're just further along in their faith than me. Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I have some sort of unresolved sin in my life. Maybe I'm not praying enough, like praying hard enough. Maybe when I worship, like I'm not into it enough. I'm not pressing hard enough. Maybe I'm not reading my Bible enough. And I, I was determined, like if there was more and, and, and I could hear for the voice of God, like I was determined to hear the voice of God. So I did everything that I knew to do. I started praying really, really hard. I started trying to live as perfect as I, as I could be. And, and that's, that's next to impossible. And I, I remember being frustrated, but, but, but determined. I remember praying and praying hard. And God, please just speak to me. God, please just speak to me. How come you're not speaking to me? How come I don't hear you? And you hear all of these, these great stories of God speaking to people. And it's like, here I am. And it's like, I, I got nothing. Well, one thing that I didn't understand then that, that, that I kind of understand now is that everything is, is spiritual. Like, you don't have to try to be spiritual. You're spiritual because you are spirit. God is spirit, and God has made us in his image. Therefore, we are spiritual. And foundational, and we look around at the world around us, we exist like in a natural world, but, but, but running alongside this natural realm is a spirit realm. And it's real. And, and, the, and the thing is this, as I, as I assumed, as I was trying so hard to hear, hear a voice that Somehow God would speak to me. I, I failed to realize that God and his angels aren't the only voices that exist. And there's also evil spirits. There's familiar spirits. There's a whole other conversation that kind of associate with your soul. And, and the thing about all of the spirits that exist in the spirit realm is that they all have voices. And so I, I was, this is what I found out. If you're desperate to like hear a voice, you're going to hear a voice. <laughs> but it's not always the voice of God. And I remember I started to hear voices within my mind. And at first I'm thinking, oh, this is great. Like God is finally speaking to me. But these voices very soon became very, very tormenting to me. You ever seen like a TV show where like the devil's sitting on one side and like an angel's on the other. And they're like talking within someone's brain. It was like that, but like times 10. And it began to torment me. I, I began to, uh, I began to confessing to things that I hadn't done because the voices in my head and my mind had told me that I had done them. When people would ask me questions, I was extremely indecisive. They'd ask me a question, I would say things like, yes. And then in my mind, the voice would tell me, that's not true. And so I'd say, hey, I know I told you yes, but really it's no. Actually, I don't know. I, don't. I became basically like, like a crazy person. Like if my parents were to take me to a doctor, chances are they probably would have diagnosed me with some sort of mental disorder. It got to the point where I, I would walk through doors through, through in, in certain, into certain buildings, and these voices in my head would tell me that, that I walked through the door wrong and that God was somehow disappointed with me because of the way that I walked through the door. So I'd step out and I'd walk through the door again. Sometimes I'd repeat this like 10 times. felt absolutely crazy. I'd be halfway through my day, even at school, and it's like these voices are telling me somehow that I chose to wear the wrong thing to school and God is disappointed in me because he wanted to use it to somehow help somebody else's life. And I remember just getting to a point where, where man, I just, I just was overwhelmed because it was so, so real to me. It was so, so tormenting to me. It would keep me up at night. Uh, I, I know my parents are probably thinking like, what, what's going on with him? I remember one day running upstairs to get something out of my bedroom. My mom's in the laundry room. And I went to another one of these episodes. She asked me, you know, Nick asked me some random question. I said, yes. And then Again, voices in my head. I mean, no, mom. I mean, yes. I mean, I don't really know. And I remember just kind of getting, she, she could tell that I was kind of getting emotional about it, that I was, I was frustrated. I was being tormented. And I remember my mom looking at me in the only way that, 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 that she could. And she's done this several times throughout my life. And I remember her looking at me and it was like, it was like she was speaking to me, but she wasn't really speaking to just me. Like she was speaking to the real me, like authoritatively. And, and I remember her looking at me and in this moment of emotion, her telling me, it's Nick, it's, we're going to get through this. It's not always going to be like this. I remember her saying that. 
remember going about my day and, and uh, I came to the place where I just couldn't do it anymore. And I came to God and, and I, I told him, I said, God, I'm, I'm really sorry. I can't live my life, life like this anymore. And because I can't tell what voice is yours and what voice is not, I'm just, I'm just going to stop listening. And if you want to speak to me, you're going to have to find another way to speak to me. As time went on, I, I, would, I would hear these voices immediately just kind of out of my breath. I would say no, and I would, just, I would literally do, choose to do the opposite of whatever the voices in my head told me to do. As time went on, they stopped. I, I stopped hearing voices. The problem with this was is that, it, if I'm honest, it created a real chasm between me and God. Because as, as followers of God, when we place our faith in God, we, we need to hear God's voice. Why? Because everything that God does, he does through relationship. What kind of relationship is it if I'm the only one that's talking? We have to have communication. I need to hear the voice of God. The problem was, anytime somebody talked about the voice of God at that point, it was like, no thanks. Like, right? I've, I've, I've been there. I don't, I don't even want to hear anymore. Last week when we got together, I, I, we, we read this scripture. And, and this is the scripture that we read in the book of Hebrews. It says this. In the same way God and his desire to show to the heirs of the promise the unchangeable nature of his purpose, purpose, he intervened and he guaranteed it with an oath so that by two unchangeable things, one his promise to his oath, in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to him ran to God for refuge, for safety, that we would have strong encouragement and indwelling strength to hold tightly to the hope that's set before us. And this is what it says. This hope, this confident assurance we have as an anchor of the soul, it cannot slip and it cannot break down under one, whatever pressure bears upon it. It's a safe and it's a steadfast hope. Last week when we got together, we talked about the fact that in our lives, circumstances are imperfect. But as people who have faith in God, that we have an anchor for our soul. We talked about this anchor for our soul and we described it as, what is the anchor for our soul? The scripture said it's the fact that God cannot lie. The thing is, how do I know what God is not lying about? How do I know what God is saying? Last weekend, I took a real inspirational approach to helping you see that despite your situation, man, you have a God who is for you. You have stability in your life. You have this ability to be okay, to be stable when things in life are not. Today, I want to talk about something really practical. I want to teach a little bit about how do I hear the voice of God? How do I hear the voice of God? If we don't talk about things like this, we're kind of just left like I was, up to assumption. And we think the way that someone else hears the voice of God is going to be the way that I hear the voice of God. What's interesting about this is, is when you read scripture, God actually says that we're already hearing his voice. Do you know that? In the book of John, it says this. It says, whoever is of God hears the words of God. Whoever is of God. In other, in other words, when we come to God, we place our faith in Christ. We're connected with God again. In other words, we are of God. The Bible says whoever is of God, they already hear the voice of God. Another scripture in the book of John, God is, uh, Jesus kind of paints this picture about how he is the shepherd over those that have faith in him, and we are his sheep. And this is what he says. He says, my sheep, they hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice. In other words, words what God is communicating is, is that I already hear the voice of God. It doesn't say my sheep can hear my voice, or could hear my voice, or should hear my voice. It says, my sheep hear my voice. You know what, I, I think a lot of times in our lives, we're actually hearing the voice of God. We just don't know how to identify which one is his. Have you ever thought about how many voices come at you just in a day? 
People you know, the thoughts inside of your head, television, news, radio. I mean, there's so many voices that are speaking to us. How do I identify which one is the voice of God? Why? So that I can have an anchor for my soul. So that I can know what God isn't lying about. Today I want to talk about three ways that God speaks to us. It's going to be really, really practical. For those of you who have heard it before, I know it's going to affirm a lot of things today in your soul. For those of you who haven't heard it before, I believe it's going to add a lot of strength to your Christian walk. Something you can take home with you and live out Tomorrow on Monday, when real life uh, kind of comes together. And so, so I want to start out here. How do we hear the voice of God? Here's the first way that God speaks to us. First way, the primary way God's going to speak to you is through the Bible. Okay? This is the primary way that God speaks to us. This is why we call the Bible what? The Word of God. We literally believe that the Bible is the Word of God speaking to us. In fact, a, a writer of Scripture in 1 Thessalonians says this. You realized it wasn't the Word of humans... Instead, you accepted it for what it really is, the word of God. In Hebrews, it says this. It says, for God's message, the Bible, is full of life and power. And it's keener than the sharpest two-edged sword. In 2 Timothy, it says this. There's nothing like the written word of God for showing you the way. Every part of scripture is God-breathed and useful in one way or another. And here's what it does. It's showing us truth. It's exposing our rebellion. It's correcting our mistakes. It's training us to live God's way. This is what it says that the Bible does for us. Through the word, we are put together and shaped up for the tasks God has for us. In other words, when we read the Bible, we don't just do it out of duty. When I read the Bible, I'm actually finding out what God is saying about me, what God is saying to me. I'm being set up for my best life, the life that I desire. Why? Because this is the life that God has created me to have. This changes the, the, the way that, that, that I approach Scripture. When I believe that the Bible is no longer just a book of, of laws and rules to, to tell me what I should do to, to keep away from sin, but when I realize this, when I realize that when I read the Bible, I'm not just learning about God, I'm actually learning about myself. I'm learning about who God has created me to be. This is life-changing. Think about all of the people in your life that try to tell you who you're supposed to be. Think about the voice of our society that try to, tries to communicate. You're, you're whatever you feel. Just go with whatever you feel. Think about the people in your life that have destructively, unintentionally spoke words to you. You'll, you'll never be able to do that. You have this ability, but you can never do that. I know that it's a dream of yours, but you'll never be able to do that. What are they trying to do? They're trying to communicate to you who they are, yet they are not the one who had created you. When I read scripture, I'm able to what? I'm, I'm, through the word, we're put together. What is, when, I, when I read scripture, it's like, wow, I didn't know that this was me. It begins to come alive because I'm not just reading scripture just to learn about God. But when I, when I read the Bible, I actually learn about who God has designed me to be. You know, for, for years, this was honestly kind of a tough one for me. Because a lot, if I'm honest, I saw the Bible as a book. And because everybody else was talking about how they heard like these audible voices of God, I, I just saw scripture as like second best. And here's, here's what we have to get to the place as, is, is really people who have faith in God, is, is, is this statement right here. The hearing God through scripture is not a lesser form of communication. Hearing God through the Bible is not a lesser form of communication. God went through great extents to, to craft scripture that, so that you would have, what, a manual for your life. It's not a lesser form of communication. In fact, it's actually the primary way that God is going to speak to you. Hear this today. If, if all you had, if all you ever had in your life was the Bible to hear the voice of God, you could still live a productive Christian life. 
If all you had in your life was scripture, God's word speaking to you. When people say, I, I, don't, I don't hear, God is always speaking. Why? Because I always have the Bible accessible to me. At any point, any situation that I'm facing, I can dive into scripture, find out what God says about my situation. Why is this important? It provides an anchor for my soul. Right? When life wants to put me down, when life wants me to feel disqualified, I'm able to open the Bible and, and read what God says about me. This is life changing. It's revolutionary. The second way that God is going to speak to us is through the Holy Spirit. Okay, the Holy Spirit. What's the Holy Spirit? Here's, here's the kind of, if I had to really simplify what the Holy Spirit is, it kind of goes like this. When Jesus was on earth, Jesus had the ability to be with one person at a time. He could be with his disciples. He could be with large crowds of people. And when Jesus was around, man, things moved. Things changed. There was miracles. There was, there was life. Situations that were broken all of a sudden got put back together. But here's the deal. Jesus couldn't be with everybody at once. And so what Jesus said, he, when he painted this whole picture of how when he went to the cross, life was going to change for everybody. Not only could you have forgiveness of sins, not only could you have your, your eternity secured in heaven, but he wanted to provide a way for us to live a productive life. here not, not just a productive life, but to live really our best life. And so he said this, he said, it's actually better that I go away because when I leave, what I'm going to do is I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And here's the, here's the difference. Well, I could be with you one at a time. The Holy Spirit can be with everybody at once. We talk about the Holy Spirit. This is where people say receiving God, receiving Jesus into your heart. The Holy Spirit is like God within you. My, my cousin says like this, the, the, the Holy Spirit, it's like doing life with God. God dwells within your heart and he speaks to you. When people talk about hearing God spoke to them and, and, and they heard a voice, this is what they're referring to. And this is really, really powerful. It's the, it's the voice of the Holy Spirit that speaks to you. In, second, in First Kings, it talks about how this voice kind of works. It actually says that it's a, a still, small voice. Another translation said it's sometimes like a quiet whisper. It's like something on the inside of my heart, the inside of my mind that I just know this is the voice of God speaking to me. Most of us would refer to this as my conscience. Right? The voice of my, I just knew that I shouldn't do that. Have you ever had moments like that in your life? And this is what the Holy Spirit does. It says this uh, in the Bible. It says uh, in John, the Holy Spirit, he will be your teacher. And this is what he's going to do. This is the role of the Holy Spirit in your life. He will bring to your minds all that I have said to you. You know why the Holy Spirit working through your life and speaking to your heart is really important? Because he's going to remind you of the things that God has said to you through his word. Why, have you ever noticed how life will just kind of, has, has the, the way of just, just sucking the fun out of you? Right? It just seems to, to just, just break you down and tear you down just as a result of the inconsistencies of life. Why do I need the voice of the Holy Spirit at operation in my life? Because as soon as I leave church on Sunday, what happens? I go back into real life. I have hard situations that I have to face. I get phone calls. I see posts on social media. I have issues with my kids. I have issues, arguments with, with my spouse. I have arguments with friends. And I need to be able to, in the midst of a world that is broken, to be able to find stability. How do I do that? The Holy Spirit, he's going to bring to my remembrance the things that God has spoken to me. So when I come into a church service, and man, I feel disqualified. I shouldn't even be here. I, when I came in, I thought that the walls were just going to fall down because I walked into this, into this place. I'm so far from God. But then I experienced this love and this hope that, that God is for me. And what happens, I go back in, in, into, into my real life and I make mistakes and people around me, well, you haven't changed. Like, I really thought this church thing, no, what do I do? What does the Holy Spirit do? He reminds me that I'm a new creation, that old things have passed away. All things have become new. It doesn't matter what I'm going through. It doesn't matter the bad decisions that I make. The Holy Spirit reminds me, reminds me what? He reminds me of who I am. This is the role of the Holy Spirit. This is the voice of God. 
This is really diff- this was a, a difficult one for me to actually learn how he spoke because the way that I had heard it communicated when God spoke was always through really grand statements. Like, for example, when God speaks to, to my dad, my dad will, will talk about it a, a lot. It seems like when God speaks to my dad, like God uses like full sentences, sometimes paragraphs. Like my dad has, even in, in starting of this church, is God spoke to his heart, go to the northwest side of Fresno and start a church. Like, that's why we're here today. The Holy Spirit spoke to his heart. But for me in my life, I've, God, just, God doesn't really speak to me in, in full sentences or paragraphs. And because of this, this is why I thought that God wasn't speaking to me at all. What I had to come to terms and, and, and realize is that God has created us uniquely. And because of that, he will speak to us uniquely. God speaks to me different. God speaks to me sometimes through just a single word. Or sometimes he'll show me an image in my mind. He'll bring a thought just, just to my brain. Sometimes, you know what God speaks to me through? Television, movies. I'll watch something and there'll be a theme that just like sticks with me and I just can't shake it and I'll go to sleep and I'll wake up in the morning. I'm like, I, God, you're trying to communicate something to me. God has created you uniquely. He's given you your personality and the way that you're geared. And because of that, God's going to speak to you in a unique way. Some of you, you're going to hear the voice of God clear as day, and God's going to speak full sentences. He's going to speak paragraphs. You're going to hear him that specifically. Others of you, it's just going to seem like a thought. For you, it's going to seem like, I, just, I don't even know if that's, it's, it's like, it's, it's so close to where your heart is that sometimes you can, how do I even know if this, this is the voice of God? Because God is going to speak directly to you the way that he has created you. Parents, you get this. I mean, all of your kids are different, right? You discipline your kids different. You communicate to them differently. Why? Because you understand that they're geared differently. And so this is what we have to do. We, this is what I, I want to say. Don't allow how God speaks to others to devalue how God speaks to you. Don't allow how God speaks to others to devalue how God speaks to you. And here's, here's the, the flip side of that coin. For those of us that kind of learn how God speaks to us, what we want to do is we don't allow how God speaks to you to devalue how God speaks to others. We have to allow God to be God and understand how he wants to impress on people's hearts and lead them and guide them and remind them of who they truly are by echoing the word of God. It's totally up to him. So how do I know if this voice that I'm hearing, this voice that I'm sensing, this voice really of the Holy Spirit, how do I know if it's of God? We gotta have a test. How do I know? How do I know that, it, that, that it's of God? Here's the first one. Does it agree with the Bible? When you have a sense that God is speaking to your heart, how do I know? Because it's not, it's not written. It's not in a book. And I'm human. I could miss it, right? I have thoughts all the time. How could I know if that thought is a God thought or if that thought is a me thought or pizza I ate last night? How, how do I know what, what, what thought, where, where this thought is coming from? The first, the first thing that I hold it up against is does it agree with the Bible? Why? Because in the book of John, what does it say that the Holy Spirit does? He brings to your minds all that God has said about you. In other words, the Holy Spirit has boundaries. What the Holy Spirit can only do is he can only speak to you the things that God has already said to you. His role is to remind you of things that God has said to you. Anything that you ever feel that God is speaking to you in your heart, you'll know because it will always line up with Scripture. This is why I would say it's difficult. It's difficult in life to follow the inward voice of God if you don't know the written word of God. This is why for all of us, we got, we got to remember primarily the way God speaks to me is going to be through his word. It's got to be first. It's got to be precious to me. It's got to be more than just a book. This is the way that God tells me who I am. And I need to, I need to know it. Why? I need to know it so that the Holy Spirit can be, can be evident in my life so that he can propel me forward so that he can help me Monday through Saturday. That I don't just have to rely on Sunday. I don't just have to rely on the times that I have the book open. I need the Holy Spirit in my life. But the only way the Holy Spirit can do his job is if I've done my job in filling myself with the word of God that tells me who I really am. 
The second thing is this. How do I know if it's the voice of the Holy Spirit? Does it create passion or pressure? This voice that I'm hearing, does it create passion or does it create pressure? When I talk about passion, I'm talking about just an inward sense that I just know absolutely this is right. Like I'm fully persuaded that what I'm hearing, this is not only does it line up with scripture, but I just know. Or does it create pressure? Does it create frustration? Does it create anxiety? In regards to the, the, the way God leads, um, back in, in, in like kind of like the Bible times, they, they used a lot of livestock and things like that. And they used to use this thing called a, a yoke. And basically the way a yoke worked is they put it around the necks of their livestock and they would use this yoke to lead their livestock wherever they wanted them to go. Do you have a, a, here's a picture of, of kind of what this looked like, this contraption here. This is a yoke. Okay, so they put, they put this yoke around their livestock. And what would they use this yoke to do? They'd use this yoke to lead their livestock wherever it is that they were to go. Here's what, here's what the Bible says about God's yoke. It says this. It says, for my yoke, in other words, this is what God says to us. The way that I lead you, the way that I lead you is, is easy, and my burden, it's light. How do I know if it's, if, if it's the voice of God speaking to me? Is there, is there passion or is there pressure? If there's pressure, if it's not easy, if it's not light, if it's heavy, it's like, I just don't know. Is this God or is this not God? I'm really torn up about this. I, I, rest assured, it's not God. God says his yoke, the way he leads, is easy. His burden is light. Another translation says it like this. It says, I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. That's what he says. I will never lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. He says, keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. When the Holy Spirit speaks to you, he's confirming things that you've already read in Scripture. And you know what? It actually brings life to you. There's a sense of passion, not a sense of pressure. I'd like to say like this. When the Holy Spirit leads, it's always a pull, never a push. It's always a pull. Just, hey, come this way. This is the way that you need to go. This is where I'm trying to lead you. This is where I'm trying to guide you. It's not, not to push. What happens when you push? People fall down. Right? Their lives fall apart. When you push somebody, they lose their footing. Why does God want, why does God want to pull? Why does he want to lead you? Because he wants you to take steps. He wants you to trust him with one, one step at a time. I'm going to lead you this way. It's going to be easy. It's going to be light. In the book of Isaiah, it says this. It says, indeed, you will go out with joy and you will be led along in peace. That's why a lot of people will say sometimes, I just, I'm, I'm looking for the peace of God. I'm led by the peace of God. I have, I have peace about the situation. It's really important to know that when we talk about this peace, we're not, we're not talking about emotion. When I talk about being led by peace, it doesn't mean that I'm emotionally sound. The Bible says that God's peace in Philippians is, is this. It's, it's a peace that surpasses understanding. Another translation says, a peace that passes every thought. It is our thoughts that create what? Our emotions. The way that I feel is based upon the way that I think. The way that I interpret a situation is going to affect the way that I feel. In other words, what the scripture is saying, that God's peace is a peace that surpasses emotion. When I'm being led by the peace of God, I'm not, I'm not looking to be led by an emotion. Because here's what I found out. What many call a lack of peace is often an abundance of fear. Well, many, I just don't have, I don't have, it says it in God's word. I, I really, I feel it on the inside, but I just don't have peace about that. And really what, really what it is, it's not that they don't have peace about it. It's that they have an abundance of fear in their life. I've seen so many people in their lives make moves. Maybe you're here today. God has placed it in your heart to start a business. There's like a business venture that, that out of nowhere, you just thought, man, I should, I should do that. And when you, when you look in scripture, what do you read? Everything I set my hand to do will prosper. But in your life, because of past failures or past mistakes, you, you know that you should do it, but maybe today you're torn up about it because you're afraid, what if I step out to do it and it fails? 
What if I step out to do it and I don't succeed? For some of you, maybe you've, you've tried to take a test. Maybe it's to do real estate or to, or to do something. You've taken that test and you failed and failed and failed. Again, you feel like God is impressing on your heart. I need to try again. I need to go and I need to take that test again. And, and, and I read the scripture and I know that God is with me. And, and God is the God of, of, of try again, get up again. A righteous man falls. He makes mistakes. He doesn't pass the test, but he gets back up. He tries again. And you know that, man, I, I need to take a step. I need to try again. But you're afraid. What if I, what if I fail again? We're being led by God. We're not being led by, by our emotion. It's a, it's a deep-rooted, in my heart, I just know. And when we do, God uses it to bless others. I've seen this in my life. One time I was in a, a grocery store, and I'm getting ready to check out, and it's just out of nowhere, just like an impression through my thoughts and my mind, just out of nowhere, I felt like God was speaking to me to buy the person's stuff behind me. And so I just t- turned around. I didn't even have to think about it. Like, I knew that God desired for me to be generous in his scripture. And in, in this moment, it was, it, it passed. I knew it was going to cost money, but it passed my intellect. It was down on the inside. I just knew, like, yeah, I, I need to do it. doesn't matter what it costs. It's just, I just need to do it. So I bought this guy's stuff. I thought nothing of it. And how do I even know if that, if that, if that was God? I, most of the times, sometimes we would never even, even find out. But a couple, couple weeks went by, and my, my wife came to me and said, hey, babe, I got a story for you. And I was like, well, what, what, what happened? She said, well, the other day, I guess you bought somebody's stuff at a grocery store. And I was like, yeah, like I remember, I remember doing that. She said, well, she, my, my aunt has a friend who happened to be your cashier that day. And she recognized you from the, from the church. And she had been offended. She had had some issues because she had been hurt by a church. But because of your act of kindness, she was moved. And she wants to come to church with my aunt this weekend. What is that? This, the, the Holy Spirit using my life to bless people around me. This is what God wants to do. In, you, in your life. This is what God wants to do in your life. God's going to speak to you through the Bible. He's going to speak to you through the, through the Holy Spirit, the inward voice of God. And here's the last way that God's going to speak to you. God's going to speak to you through other people. He's going to speak to you through other people. This is why it's important that you surround yourself with really great people. This is why it's, just, it's important you evaluate who your friends and who your relationships are with. Why? Because you've never had a stronger relationship than to have somebody in your life that's going to remind you of what God says about you. When you don't just have an inward voice, but you have an outward voice, somebody telling you, you're going to make it. It's not over. You're not broken. You may feel broken. You may feel hopeless, but this is not a surprise to God. When you go through a situation and maybe you lose a family member, maybe you lose a spouse, maybe, maybe you're, you lose your job, to have a friend that will look you in the eye and say, I'm with you. This is not a surprise to God. God is for us. My faith is strong. Your faith is strong. Let's not give up. Let's trust God together. What is that? That's God using other people to speak to you. Using other people to speak to you. If I could put this, this, everything that I'm talking about kind of into one analogy, I'd use it like this. I'd use the example of a train, okay? And I would say that your life, your life, you, you are, are the train. The Bible is what? The Bible is the, is the train tracks. It's the rails. It directs everywhere you go. Your life, your train cannot go anywhere that those tracks don't. It's, it's, the, it's the thing that it's, it gives you boundaries, gives you parameters. The Holy Spirit, what would he be? He'd be the conductor of the train. He doesn't really control where the, where the train goes. The train track does that. All he does is he just pushes the right buttons, makes sure we're on track. He moves us forward along the route that God has destined and planned for us. So what people would be, this is all that people would be. People would just be signs along the way. In other words, we don't live our lives by things that people come and they tell us, God told me to tell you this. I don't live my life by this. In other words, when people come and they say, These are, what is it? It's just confirmation that I'm on the right track. When you're in a train, you look out and you see the sign, does it change the direction of the train? No. It just tells me what? I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the right track. 
And God's, God's going to use people in your life to come to you at times and say, hey, I believe that God is telling me to tell you this. Or God put it on my heart to share, share this with you. But we don't live our life by that. In fact, the Bible says it like this. I think it's really funny. It says, don't believe everything you hear just because someone says it's a message from God. He says, test it first to see if it really is. To test it first, to see if it really is. So when somebody comes to me, hey, Nick, I feel like God has told me to tell you this. What do I do? I, have, I, put, I put it to the test. What is my test? Number one, hey, here, here it is. I see, I, I, does it line up? Does it agree with the Bible? Doesn't agree with the Bible? Ah, eh, must not be, must not be from God. That's the train track. They can't change. Like that's, God, that's what I know for sure is God's word speaking to me. Secondly, does it create passion or pressure? Does it, does it identify with something in my heart? Yeah, it creates a sense of passion. Like man, or does it create pre- pressure when they say this to you? The last one is this. Does it confirm something God has already been showing you? When someone cousin said, comes and says, God has told me to tell you this, does it confirm something that God has already been telling you? Why? Because God does everything through relationship. What type of friend would I be if I had something meant for you? I had information meant for you and I went and told somebody else first. Wouldn't be a very good friend, would I? That's how God, God, God works. God is always going to speak to your heart. Somebody comes to you and they tell you something that's like off the wall. Don't worry about it. Don't be stressed out about it. Well, they told me that they, that was, don't no, just, just put it on the shelf. Just keep living your life, following God's word. Don't be pushed out of shape. I've seen so many people. I mean, I had a, this is, this just happens. This just happens. People think that, again, they're hearing a voice and, and sometimes we get, we think that, that God is going to speak to us all the time to, to other people. I've had people tell me crazy stuff, crazy stuff. I had a woman one time, she's probably 30 years older than me, come and tell me that God had spoke to her that I was going to leave my wife to marry her. I don't think so. <laughs> like, one, it doesn't line up with, with God's word. That's creating a whole lot of pressure on me. And uh, God didn't tell me about it. I, I've had, I've had, I had girls in college. I had girls in college come up and tell me that, that God had showed them that I was going to be their husband. It's like, I don't think you're cute. Right? Like, probably not going to happen. One time I was at a, a, a youth camp. It was these events that we would have. And uh, I remember the guest speaker, the guest speaker of this camp came and, and and it was like in a moment of worship, like it's supposed to be a safe place. It's supposed to be a safe place. And the guest speaker of this camp comes up to me and he, and he tells me, Nick, I just feel like God's telling me. And this is what he said. He said, wow, I just, it looks really, really bad. It looks really bad. It looks really dark. Oh, God. He said, oh, God, help him. Help him, Lord. He said, all I see is, is fire. I see a lot of destruction coming in your future. God, help him. And he walks, walks away. What am I supposed to do with that? What am I supposed to do with that? In that time in my life, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know how to tell if that was the voice. It put me in, ter- in just a place of, of distress and, and emotional turmoil. It's like, I don't know how to navigate through that. Do you ever feel a sense that God is leading you to share, share something with somebody else? Why don't we just be responsible for even ourselves? And ask myself, this thing that I'm feeling, first of all, does it line up with God's word? Does it create passion? Does it create pressure? Before I step out, remember that your words can bring healing or your words can bring hurt. That we would be responsible. That we look at the people around us to know that God's going to speak to us through his word. God's going to speak to us by the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit in your life. He's going to remind you. He's going to help you live the everyday with God. And God's going to speak to us through other people. I've said this today. I've taught this today. I've taken time to teach this today. To tell you that you hear the voice of God. The Bible says that my sheep, my sheep hear my voice and I know them. And they follow me. I want you to hear this today. This is what God says to you. And this matters because you need an anchor for your soul. Right? Life's going to get crazy. 
You're going to have situations in your life where you do not know what to do. You need an anchor for your soul. Something to hold on to. To know that in the midst of, of, of life that is so unsure and so unstable all the time. My God is concrete. That he doesn't move. God says, you hear his voice. So maybe you're here today, and, and I've kind of just, just said this to kind of just remind us. To help us see that despite what you've heard or despite what you feel, that you already hear the voice of God. Sometimes in life, you just have to slow down to acknowledge which voice is really his. You have to familiarize yourself with that voice. And if, and if we're honest, a lot of times I think if we evaluate our lives, the reason that we don't hear the voice of God, and, it, and it's sad, but it's just true for all of us, is, is one, I think we're, we're just busy. Right? We look at our lives, we have so much going on, like we don't ever slow down. And when we do, when we read it, slow down to read our Bible, it's just, man, I just gotta, I just gotta do five minutes before I fall asleep so that, so that what? So that I actually feel good about myself. We don't do it because we actually believe that it's, it's actually God telling me who I am. I'm investing, I'm investing in my best life when I read the Bible. I'm investing in, in, in the life that, that not just God desires for me, but I'm investing in the life that I desire for myself. Why? Because I'm reading the words of the person who's created me. He knows how I work. He knows how I function. I think the other reason we, we don't hear the voice of God or don't acknowledge is because we feel like we're disqualified. We hear grand stories around us and we're like, God doesn't speak to me like that. Be encouraged today. God says you hear his voice. You're hearing the voice of God somewhere. You just got to pay attention to which voice that it is. Why does it matter? Back to Hebrews. We'll wrap up today. Because in the same way God, in his desire to show to the heirs of the promise, the unchangeable nature of his purpose, is what God did. He intervened and he guaranteed it with an oath, so that by two unchangeable things, his promise and his oath, in which it is impossible for God to lie. We who have fled to him, those of us who run to God for safety, we'd have strong encouragement and indwelling strength to hold tightly to the hope set before us. This hope, this confident assurance we have is an anchor of the soul. It cannot slip and it cannot break down under whatever pressure bears upon it. A safe and steadfast hope. You have an anchor for your soul. God cannot lie. And hear me today. You do know what he says. You know what God's voice sounds like. Would you bow your heads and just close your eyes with me today? I want to take a second just in this space and allow God to do something special in our hearts. And this, the, the pace of our lives, the busyness of our lives is just oftentimes chaotic. Can we just take a second? Maybe just, maybe just, it's going to happen just really quickly for you today. But like for me, where I settled into my heart, man, there's, there's so much more to life than me just going to work, coming home, kicking back and starting my day over again. There's more purpose to my life. In this moment, God, we just ask that you would mark us. That you would do something in our lives. God, I ask for, for people today that maybe have been struggling in that position where they're hearing voices inside of their head. Right now, I just speak the peace of God into their mind. I say stop. I say no more. No more torment. No more anxiety. In this place today, people that are going through tough situations. God, for those of us that just feel so broken and so imperfect, how could you ever speak to us? How could you ever love us? We choose to believe today in this moment that you are with us and you are for us. God, I ask that you would do something just right now in this moment special at every single one of our campuses. God, we choose to believe that you're for us, that we hear your voice. Would you just say this kind of under your breath? Would you say, I hear the voice of God? Would you just, just tell your, your soul, tell your spirit, remind your mind, say, I hear the voice of God. Just say that right now. I hear the voice of God. I hear the voice of God despite how I feel despite what I think, despite what I feel qualified for. 
I hear the voice of God. I hear the voice of God. And I know that you were for me. And I know that you were for me. God, I know that you will never forsake me in my weaknesses. And I know that you have come down even if to write upon my heart. You remind me who you are. Maybe you're here today and you've never made a decision to place your faith in Christ. You don't know what it's like to hear the voice of God or to have something that gives you stability when things are life or not because you have nothing but yourself today. If you'd like to place your faith in something that's greater than yourself at every single campus, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. I'm going to ask that all of us would pray this prayer together. We're a family and nobody prays alone. The Bible says whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Would you pray this prayer with me, everybody? Let's say it out loud. Say this. Say, Jesus, today I believe in my heart and I confess out of my mouth that you are the son of God. I believe that you live for me. I believe that you died for me. I believe that you came back from the dead for me. Say this, say, today I call you my savior and I make you my Lord. Say this, say, I believe. Say it again, say, I believe in Jesus' name. Everybody said. This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Randy Han and Celebration Church in Fresno, California. For more information, please visit celebrationchurch.cc.